0: Welcome to the Life Church podcast. Our desire is to help people understand God's intention for their life. We hope whatever every listening, you are blessed by this week's message. Well, good morning, Life Church. I am so excited to be bringing the Word of God to you today. Uh, today concludes. Don't cry. But today concludes our very last message of our series, Check Engine Light. And last week, man, wasn't it amazing? We had Pastor Lashan share the word of God with you. I know you were blessed. And today, I want to share with you the importance of two things in your car. If you have a car or if you've been in a car, which I'm sure you have been, uh, two things that you absolutely cannot do without. So please follow with me very carefully because these are things that we kind of overlook. They're kind of small things, things that you just kind of take for granted. But believe me, if you don't have these two things, Um, driving will be an experience to say the least. And those two things I'm talking to you about are windshields and wipers. Windshields and wipers. You know, one of the things I realized about windshields is that you could be driving your car and not even be aware of how many things your windshield is protecting you from. You know, if you took out your windshield and you was driving normally, you'd be amazed as to how many little pebbles would be hitting you how many little grains of sand would be hitting you sometimes the wind would be so forceful it would just make driving unbearable but in the comfort of your car with your windshield isn't it amazing that you're just completely oblivious to this and here's the thing i want you to know about windshields the bible declares that god is your shield he's your windshield and i think that's so so important because the reason why we're talking about check engine light and cars and how this parallels to your walk with God is because if you didn't know it, vehicles represent the will of God. So maybe you've actually had a dream before in your life and in your dream you saw yourself in a car. Maybe the car was speeding, maybe it was standing still, maybe, maybe it was a, a bumpy road or a bumpy ride or what have you. Cars and vehicles represent destiny. It represents God's will for your life. It it represents where God is taking you. And so the reason why this this series, Check Engine Light, is so important is because I I want you to really appreciate that your life is a journey. And you are actually moving somewhere. You're going somewhere. You're either moving into the will of God or away from it. And it's not just the direction in which you're going. It's the vehicle in which you're in that makes all the difference. And if you have a faulty vehicle, you won't get far or it won't be an enjoyable ride. You know, I'm I'm glad that Paul said, I finish my race with joy. You know, it's one thing to finish. It's another thing to finish with joy. And I want you to have joy in the will of God. I don't want you just to do God's will. I want you to enjoy his will. He doesn't just want you to get to the finish line. He wants you to get to the finish line, but get to the finish line in joy right? And one of the things you need is a windshield. If you're going to enjoy the work and the calling of God over your life, here's the good news. God is your windshield. Come on, right where you are. If you're following me on a group chat, maybe on YouTube or Facebook live, feel free to type. God is my windshield. Yes, he's my windshield. I want you to let, I want you just let that sink into your heart. He is my windshield. And the reason why I think this is so important is because God wants you to know that while you're on this course of fulfilling God's plan for your life, you're not alone. You're not alone. God is with you. He's helping you and he's blocking things that you have no idea would be hitting you had he not been there. Let me tell you something right now. You may not realize it, but I want you to really grasp this reality. God has blocked so many things. From entering your your car, your vehicle, your world, so many things that you have no clue. Right now, I want you to just lift up your hands and give God thanks for the things He blocked. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for blocking, blocking the little rocks, blocking the big rocks, blocking the wind, blocking things that you thought, you know, didn't even exist. And God was a windshield for you. He was a shield. Praise the Lord. You know, I love a scripture found in Psalms 5. It says that God will surround you with favor like a shield. Come on, think about that. Even his favor will keep things from entering your life. Listen, I know that you're well acquainted of the challenges that you have, the troubles, the difficulties, the oppositions. I know that you can think of maybe three, four things that right now are on your mind that you wish could be different. I know that there are things that you've been praying about and you're like, Lord, I would I would love this to be different. I would love this to change Oh Lord win. And that's legitimate and that's that's important to know. But just for a second, I want you to appreciate how many things God is blocking that you have no idea of. Oh, let me tell you something. Your three, four problems, your five problems could be times a million if it wasn't for God being your windshield. Father, thank you for being our windshield. Look at Psalm 84, verse 11. It says, For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. Thank God. Usually we need a shield from the sun. God is like, I'll I'll play both parts. I can be the sun when you need me. I could be bright and I could I could shine, but I could also block you, I block things from overwhelming you. I could be the sun and I can be your shield. It says he will give grace and glory, and no good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. That's good news today. Listen, I believe that you're walking upright. I believe that your heart is right before the Lord. I believe that there are desires that God placed in your heart. And you're like, Lord, when is this going to happen? When is this going to happen for me? When, when, when are these changes going to take place? Take comfort in the scriptures. He's a shield. He's also your, He's also a son. He he, he's the one who, who rises and shines over your life, but he blocks things from overwhelming you and overtaking you. Listen, know this, that God is your shield. You will get to the finish line. You will finish your course with joy. You will, in Jesus' name. You know, another critical thing I said earlier, and I think it bears repeating, because I really want you to hone in on this reality, is not only do you need windshield wipers, I mean, not only do you need a windshield, you need windshield wipers. And here's the truth about a windshield and windshield wipers. I want to say it this way. God is your windshield, but you need to turn on the wipers. You need to turn on the wipers because there's something about a windshield that will block things from entering the car. But it may stick. It may stick. And unless you wipe it off, it will affect your visibility. And here's what the Lord put in my heart to share with you. There are many things the Lord has blocked, blocked from overwhelming you. And you know that he's blocked it. But instead of focusing on what he's blocked or how he blocked it or celebrating the fact that he blocked it, you're still thinking about what he blocked. You're still fixated on the things that have come against you. You're still thinking about the failures, the oppositions, the people who've said hurtful things to you. Have you given enough thought to the fact that though those negative things may have happened, God's favor blocked it from overwhelming you? Are you so concerned with what could have happened that you're not celebrating the fact that it didn't? Let me tell you something. Wipers are needed not only to just, you know, make sure that you can see clearly, but wipers are there to remove the things that God has blocked. Because sometimes God will block things from entering, but you need to wipe it off of your panel so that you are not blocked from seeing what God wants wants you to see in the future. You need to have a short memory you know i i I remember a time where i was frustrated by something and the lord reminded me he says instead of being frustrated by this why not thank me that i did not allow this thing to overwhelm you i blocked it but you need to wipe it away you need to get it away from your face you're still focusing on what could have happened or what didn't happen or why did have you considered the fact that it could have been worse have you considered the fact that I kept it from overwhelming you? Have you considered the fact that I made it so that it did not hurt you? You know, I'm thinking of a scripture that, Joseph, that, that you'll see Joseph said in, in uh, Genesis chapter 50, verse 40. He's speaking to his brothers, and he's speaking about the fact that they, they, they betrayed him. They, they sold him into slavery, and now they're remorseful because Joseph ascended, God elevated him. And Joseph said, listen, I'm not going to get you guys back. I'm not going to, you know, attack you. He says, I know what you meant to do. He says, you meant it for evil, but God turned it around for good. What was Joseph doing? God, God turned it around for good, but Joseph had the responsibility to wipe it off. In other words, he could have focused on the fact that, yeah, you guys betrayed me. You guys, you know, you, 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 you sold me into slavery. You caused me to have a hard life. You, you did this. You did that. But what did Joseph do? He focused on the fact that God blocked it. Yeah, you meant it for evil, but God blocked it. You meant to harm me, but God blocked it. And this is what I want you to see. Are you focused on what people meant to do or circumstances that didn't work out the way you thought they would have, and you're overlooking the fact that God blocked it from overwhelming you and turned it around for your good? Because you could complain about what happened, or you can give God thanks for what he blocked. Come on. He is the windshield, but you have to turn on the wipers because if you keep the things before you that God blocked, it won't really do you any good because God will block things, but it's your responsibility to have a short memory and to celebrate God even in the midst of adversity. You know, I love the scripture that I saw in the Gospels. This is Jesus in John 16, verse 22. He's speaking. And he says, indeed, the hour is coming. This is Jesus speaking. Yes, has now come that you will be scattered. He's speaking to his disciples, each to his own and leave me alone. And yet I am not alone because the father is with me. You know what Jesus is simply saying? Guys, you're going you're gonna to scatter. You're going to run. You're going to desert me. I'm going to be by myself. But notice there's no period there. He says, and yet I'm not alone. In other words, you might might desert me, you you might leave me alone, you might be scattered, but the reality is I'm not alone. I can still see God in this moment. This is where most people, I think, miss it here. They focus on who hurt them, who left them, who didn't appreciate them, who didn't call them, who didn't, you know, give them a shout out on social media? You know, who who didn't do this? Who didn't do that? And they forget where was God in that moment? Jesus could have done that. He could have said, Nah, 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 nah. I'm not going. I'm not going out like that. You guys are going to desert me, and that's foul. I was with you. I, I I ministered to you. I brought you out of obscurity. You saw signs and wonders, miracles, and you're going to desert me? Jesus didn't do that. He said, But guess what? even in that, I still see God. And what did he see? He saw that God was still with him. I'm not alone. In other words, adversity came, something unpleasant came. God is that windshield. He recognized it, but then he turned on those wipers to to turn the, in other words, when you turn on your wipers, you're turning the page and you're saying, I see God still in this moment. Yeah, this is uncomfortable, but God. Yeah, I thought it would work out this way, but God. Yeah, this person failed me, but God. Yeah, this person did not do what I expected it to do, but God. Here's my question to you. Are you focusing on what God blocked or are you celebrating the fact that God blocked it? That's the key thing I want you to think about. Are you focusing on what he blocked versus That he blocked it because the two are very closely related, but they're very, very different. Focusing on what God blocked is just focusing on the negative. You're just focusing on God blocked the betrayal, but you're focusing on the betrayal. God blocked this, but you're focusing on that. God is like, no, 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 that's my job. I'm the windshield. I'll block it. But I need you to turn those wipers on. I need you to get it away from your visibility. I need you to see something different. All right? Yeah, my job is to protect you, but your job is to forget what those things intended to do and you need to focus on my intentions. Let me tell you, God's intentions for you are unchanged. Glory to God. COVID-19, God blocked it from from overtaking you. Yes, he did but you got to wipe that. He doesn't want you living with that prism in your mindset for the rest of your life, always afraid, always worried. No, 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 I blocked it, but turn on those wipers. Amen. You can give me thanks, but turn on those wipers. Turn the page. Turn the conversation. Turn the attitude. I want to do something new. Yes, I blocked it, but you need to turn on those wipers. And listen, sometimes you're in a storm, and that storm is very, very ferocious. And you got to you got to up the speed of that of, the, of those wipers. Right. There's some storms where you can kind of keep it on the first setting and, you know, every four seconds, five seconds, it'll go up and down. But sometimes you got to you got to really turn up that dial. And I want you to know this is what this is what God is really impressing upon me to tell you. Some of you are thinking too much about what what didn't work out. What 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 didn't happen? Why took so long? How come? Why? And when God is like, turn those wipers on and start pressing forward because, listen, you're in a car, you're moving. I want you to get through, but you need to turn those wipers on. Glory to God. I see you doing that in the name of Jesus. I see you turning on. I see you pressing forward in the will of God. You may be in a storm, but it will not stop you. You will not get stuck where you are. Come on. If you can right where you are, declare, I will not get stuck in Jesus name. I will not get stuck. I'm going to keep on moving. I'm not going to continue talking about the past. I'm not going to be like certain people who would just rehearse, rehearse the stories of old, and yeah, how this, and how this, and I, you know, the people who they constantly tell you the same old stories, same old stories, and nothing new is happening. No, fresh new things are happening. God is opening up fresh new doors. Oh, yeah, I may have been hurt in the past, but God turned it around for my good. I'm going to be like Miriam, who danced one once she crossed the Red Sea and she celebrated God, I'm not going to get stuck on the fact that the Egyptians tried to keep me in slavery. I'm going to rejoice that I'm no longer in slavery. I'm going to rejoice that I'm no longer in poverty. I'm going to rejoice that I'm no longer sick. Come on, this is a time for you to, to rejoice that you are no longer. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm thinking of the Apostle Paul. Paul had many, many opposing forces, people who did not like, like him, people who envied him even churches, even churches that he established. You know, if you look at the book of Corinthians, you'll see that Paul had to deal with even churches that he established that oftentimes talked negatively about him. And he had to reassert himself and say, hey, guys, listen, I know who I am as an apostle. I know who God called me to be. Paul had to constantly assert his authority in Christ. And I want you to know you need to do the same thing. He said this. He says, I magnify my office. I boast in what God has made me to be. Are you boasting in what God has made you to be? Are you magnifying where he's placed you? Or are you allowing the opinions of man to to shrink you and to make you feel less than what you are? Yeah, you got to turn those wipers. Sometimes those wipers come in the form of criticism. Sometimes people are very critical, and they'll say things negatively about you to destroy your spirit, to destroy your confidence. What do you got to do? Turn those wipers on. Nope, nope, God blocked it. But I got I to gotta turn those wipers off, on and remove it from my visibility. This is what God is saying to you today. I love what Paul said. He said, this is one thing I do, I press. I press forward, I forget the things that are behind me and I'm pressing forward. And you know when Paul mentioned this, he was talking about negative he was talking about positive things actually. He was talking about his accomplishments, things that he accomplished in the past. And he says, you know what? I did a lot of great things, but you know what? I'm not going just put, uh, I'm not going to just put a monument for the things that, that I've done in the past. I'm not going to build a monument on those things. I'm pressing forward. I'm forgetting those things that are behind. Have you done the same thing? Have you made the decision to press forward? This is your day to do that. So let me ask you one question as I wind down. What do you need to turn those wipers on for? Is it is it negative thoughts? Is it criticisms? Is it failures? Maybe you failed in the past. I hear the Lord say this. You may have failed at something, but I don't see you as a failure. No, God doesn't see you as a failure. You may have failed to accomplish something that you've tried to accomplish, but you're not a failure in the eyes of God. Not at all. You are a success, especially if you are a child of God. My goodness. Do you know you made it? You made it. Like they like to say, you hit the lottery, you hit the jackpot. If you know Jesus, you are not a failure at all. You succeeded in the most important thing you could ever succeed in, and that is you've obtained eternal life. Come on, start right there. If you need to start with the most important, that's not a bad place to start. I have succeeded in the most important thing in life that matters. I have. I have. Through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, secured eternal life. Come on, that is something. If you need to build on that, build right there. I'm saved. You're not a failure. No, you are a success. And so when thoughts try to tell you, you failed at this, you failed in school, you had a dropout, you didn't finish this, your business didn't go anywhere. You know you're struggling in your family. This is not working right in your health. This is not right with your finances. All those things that try to weigh you down. Mm-mm. Those things, if you just let them pile up, they'll start to they'll start to block your visibility. You know, think about a mist, and that's what criticism is like sometimes, it's like a mist. You ever been driving? And it's a light, light rain, very, very light rain. And you don't feel like turning on your wipers, right? You think, oh, it'll just, you know, the wind will sort of kind of like blow it over. And then you keep driving, and that light mist starts to build up on your windshield, build up on your windshield. And then before you know even though it's not storming, even though it's not a torrential downpour, what happens? You can't see, because you, you've just allowed those things to build up. I hear the Lord saying those criticisms, those thoughts, Those images are failing. They may have been little at first. Maybe they just start off with just a little thought, a little suggestion, a little feeling, but you haven't turned on those wipers. Yeah. Yeah. And what happens all of a sudden they begin to cloud your visibility. And he's telling you right now, turn on those wipers, wipe, wipe that off. Declare that I am not a failure. Come on. I am saved. I am saved and I am not a failure. Wow, I just feel that all right. I'm telling you, I feel the Lord is really saying this to you because many people, they struggle with those feelings of failure, struggle with the feelings of not accomplishing what they wanted to accomplish. They look around and like, I don't don't like my life. I don't enjoy my life. Is it possible that you need to turn those wipers on? Come on, so that you can see where you're going. Because if you don't turn them on, It will get a whole lot worse, a lot fast. (laughs) I'm going to tell you right now, you allow those things to cloud your vision. And all of a sudden, you'll start entering into bad relationships. You'll start crashing into walls, crashing into different places. Why? You've allowed these images to just cloud your vision. That ends today in the name of Jesus. You are not a failure. Come on, if you need to type that, I am not a failure, you need to type that. If you need to remind yourself that I am a success, I have received Christ, that makes me a success in Jesus name. Glory to God. I'm just speaking that over your life, that as God is your shield, mm, as he is the one who's protecting you, as he is the one that is keeping things from overwhelming you, you have the responsibility to wipe those things off. I see you doing that in Jesus name. You know, I think about Jesus and I'll just end on this. When he rose from the grave, you know, I know it sounds, it could sound strange for some people to use Jesus as an example because he's Jesus, right? That's what we like to say, he's Jesus. Of course he's gonna, he's Jesus, he's Jesus. No, but you listen, the Bible says that He can be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. He was tempted just like we were tempted. He understands human impulses. He is fully man and fully God. Great is the mystery of godliness. This is true. So Jesus understands what it feels like to be rejected. He understands what it feels like for people to betray him, to lie on him. So let me give you just a quick backdrop here. He's resurrected from the grave, and he's encountering Peter, and Peter He's the one who denied him, said, I don't know him. I don't know him. Denied him three times. On the third time, the Bible says that Peter got so upset that he started cursing. Cursing. I mean, that means, and it says that when he denied him the third time that Jesus turned and looked at him. That means he wasn't far. It wasn't like Peter was like out in the, you know, you know distant future and uh, distant uh, courthouse, I should say, and, and, and having this dialogue. No. He was right near Jesus, not too far. In other words, you'll see that Jesus was speaking or he was speaking to people, denying him. And then he says, I don't know him. He began to curse. I don't know the blankety blank man. I mean, I want, you to, I want you to get an image. The Bible says that Jesus turned and looked at him. Think about that. He turned and looked at him just as he denied him. I don't know him. So when Jesus resurrects from the grave, what does he do? He speaks to Peter, says, Peter. Do you love me? <laughs> I love that. You know why I love that? Because Jesus wanted closure. A lot of times people will hurt you, but they'll try to pretend like they didn't. And they just want to just jump on and like, let's, let, let's kind of get back to what things, you know, how things were. And they, they don't want to actually bring up the pain of the past. No, Jesus wasn't like that. He says, no, 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 no we're cool, but we got to talk. He says, Do you love me? Peter's like, Yeah, yeah, you know I love you. you sure. You okay, well, feed my lambs, feed my sheep. He, he, he said this to him three times. But what I love about that story is that Jesus didn't hold a grudge. Jesus also turned the windshield wipers. He could have kept that image of Peter before him. He could have said, God was my windshield. Thank God I resurrected. God God was God. My father is faithful. I'm the risen savior. But Peter, man, that that dirty, rotten scoundrel, you know, that Peter, how could he deny me? Right? That's the image of God being the windshield. And yet you're not turning your wipers on. Yeah, God did this. Praise the Lord, God did this. But man, that person, how could, how could you, how could you? If it wasn't for God, you would have. Oh, yeah, God did it. But that person, Jesus turned the wipers. He says, I'm gonna, I'm gonna remove the stain of the pain. I'm gonna remove the denial. I'm gonna remove that, and I'm gonna choose to see you as a new creation in Christ. That's what Jesus did. He turned the wipers on. You need to do the same thing. You can focus on who hurt you or you can turn the wipers on and choose to see them as Jesus sees them, loved, forgiven. Yeah. I implore you to make that decision today in the name of Jesus. Let me pray with you. If you are here watching me and you're thinking about the things that have disappointed you, it could have been, it could be yourself. Maybe you're disappointed in yourself. I want you to know that this is a time where you you need to turn those wipers off and remove that image. Maybe you're disappointed in someone who's hurt you, offended you. Those wipers are turning on right now. You're going to see them differently in the name of Jesus. So every pain of the past, every failure, I demand right now that a revelation of God's favor be in place of that. God is reminding you for every failure that you've experienced his favor more than makes up for it. May the favor of God, may the favor of God be your portion in Jesus' name. As he has blocked things from overwhelming you, you'll have a short memory, you'll wipe those things away, and you will not be stopped from fulfilling God's plans and purposes for your life. If you're watching me and you don't know Jesus, this part part is for you. Receive him right now. Say this after me. Say, Father, Today, I receive your son, Jesus, as my savior. Forgive me of my sins. I believe he died, rose the third day, and is alive today. Thank you. Receive me now. Amen. If you've prayed that, you are what the Bible calls born again. You're a completely different person, and I commend you. You didn't just get born again, and now you're by yourself. No, you are part of a family and we wanna welcome you into the family of God, let us know that you made that decision. You can do that now by emailing us at info at nylifechurch.com. Email us three simple words, I received Jesus. Would you do that? If you would, we would send you some information on how to grow this relationship with the Lord. We wanna help you grow and experience God's best in every facet of life. So please give us the opportunity. We wanna walk you through spiritual growth and development. God bless you. I can't wait to see you again, Life Church. You are a blessed church. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. If God is changing your life through this ministry, join us in reaching others by partnering with us today. You can give through our website at www.nylifechurch.com and click on the gift tab. Thank you for listening and remember to subscribe to enjoy more messages like this. Go and live a purpose-driven life.